You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on the Soul Forge. Soulforgepodcast.com. Welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, and happy 420. If you happen to be listening to my podcast on this day of all special days, why, thank you. Not that I partake in the uh, choice recreational uh, drugs. That you people are doing today. But it is a growing thing, and it's a thing that, uh, considering the current climate of political unrest is going around the world, if I was a smoker, maybe I would be smoking it up today. But I am not. My vice is food. So I don't drink, I don't smoke. What do I do? I eat food. But not so much lately. That's a whole other reason. Alright, so a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. First, I'm recording my backyard again on a Friday night. So I have an enjoyable, nice, sun's going down view of my backyard. And soon all the light that I'm going to have is literally from my laptop. So I got a brand new battery, so I should be good to at least record at least 20 minutes worth of nonsense that I normally talk about. So, before I get to the big three, last week we had a lot of people dying. Again, I know people die every damn day. Last week we had Art Bell... If you know Coast to Coast, it's a very popular show that I talked about on my hurricane or post-hurricane Irma podcast in which, on a previous (laughs) hurricane, I listened to his show and freaked out by the noise that I was listening to on his show. So I'm not going to play that, but if you really are interested, just go back to that uh, sometime in September, look for Irma, and you'll see that podcast that I was referring to. So, sad on that fact. And then we also had Harry Anderson also had passed. And Harry Anderson, I've known, uh, of course not known personally, again, I don't know anyone, but 
because I was an admirer of him, he was on Cheers, he was on SNL, um, when it wasn't that funny, but he was, and then he got his own show called Night Court, he was fantastic, and he was a lot of fun, and I loved him as a a sleight of hand magician, and you know, he died um, at the age of 65, which again, as I've mentioned before, I'm now 50 years old, that's only 15 years away from me, and not that I'm saying that I'm going to be dying in 15 years, we could all die at any time, that's a given, but I was listening to NPR the other night, and it talked about how, depending on your age, either your death is tragic, or it's expected. Tragic is, you died in your teens, you died in your early 20s, you, you failed to have a, a life, or a family, or something that was cut short. As time progresses... If you die in your 80s or 90s, well, that's to be expected. I'm kind of in that middle boat here. So, Barbara Bush, who was the, the former first lady, had uh, just also passed. She was 92. That was to be expected. So, you kind of understand the difference here. So, it, it goes back to my worrisome... You know, we're coming up on the two years of Prince dying, which, if you'd love to listen to my thoughts about uh, what I thought about Prince and his music, I'll have that podcast out there as well. Just look, type in Prince in the search box, you'll find it. But I, I want to continue putting out po- podcasts as much as I can, and I want to continue doing other things, including taking care of myself. Uh, and making sure that, not that I want to live forever, but I want to have a nice, fulfilling life. That I've never turned down an opportunity to do something more than what I'm doing right now. It's the mantra I have to say to myself over and over again to get my ass up and exercise and start running. And I have. For the past week, I've been doing that. So my, my appetite has kind of dwindled down a bit, so I'm kind of channeling a lot of my uh, frustrations from everyday stuff into my, you know, 20 to 30 minute run. Urgh, it, it, it gets me up in a notch because I wish I could just move past this, you know. It, it's just a bug up my butt and it may be there for quite some time, who knows how long. So. The other things that I've been wanting to talk about. What have I been watching? Well, I didn't see... God damn it. The Lost in Space first episode. It's now been one week since that series has aired on Netflix. And I have yet to watch a freaking one episode. And I'm really pissed. Because I'm hearing good things about that. Not that it's going away. But, you know, I, I again, have a lot of my plate and... Didn't get a chance to do that. Now, normally on my day off, I would do all this kind of catching up. But last Tuesday, I didn't get to do that because I went to the movies with Mr. Gene. And I was kind of hinting, saying, well, you want to see Rampage? But he wanted to see Isle of Dog. 
by Wes Anderson. And I'm like, all right, I don't care. I'm a Z-Coin guy. And my God, is Isle of Dog really, really good. And to boot, the soundtrack with Tycho drums throughout the whole movie is amazing. So thank God again to Hoopla, my digital library service. As soon as I got out of the movie, looked it up, there it was. So I've been enjoying to listening to the Isle of Dogs soundtrack. So fantastic movie. If, if you've not gotten a chance to see it, please do so before you get it on DVD. It's, it's again, it's something to see it larger than life than on regular TV. And sitting close to the TV does not count either. Uh, the other thing, and I have to give special thanks to Liz or Lizard, who told me about the Santa Clarita diet. She had binged through both seasons, and I started watching the first uh, couple of episodes, and oh my god, I freaking love this show. It is such a joy to watch Drew Barrymore throwing F-bombs and eating people and just really enjoying the process of the whole thing. So I'm like, it's a little bit more, um, I think it's not as, as, as cumbersome as I think like was iZombie, which I do love, but it just, you're not going to figure out, you know, at least the episodes that I've seen so far, the origin story, at least that's part of the mystery. How does she become this thing that she has to now start eating people? But it's funny as hell as to how she has to figure out how to get people in her belly and how she does it. And her, her husband is kind of, we're going to make this work all together. So it's, it's really enjoyable. I did not think I would laugh or enjoy the series as much as I did. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For this recommendation. I cannot thank you enough. On that exact same note. Since Liz was the one that came up with the Symposium of Nerds. Uh, that podcast has been now on the back burner. Because I had spring break. I was going to record that last March 31st day. But I was on vacation. So I had injured my back. And then everyone's schedule is all screwed up. So the person who was going to be on this podcast to do Krypton is now on vacation. So uh, eventually it will come together and we will be talking about Krypton one day. And if you have not been keeping up latest discussion or stuff that's going on, Doomsday is going to be on Krypton. I'm like... Oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That doesn't make sense, but... I have faith so far. They know what they're doing! <laughs> Even though I don't know. Alright. Let's get started with the big threes. I'm already wasting enough time. We have... Steven Spielberg. DCEU. Coming together. Really? To do what? Blackhawk. What's Blackhawk? Exactly. Ex exactly the point. I'll talk about that. I'm also going to be talking about Billy Mitchell. So you might be asking yourself, who the hell is Billy Mitchell? Well, if you had seen 
this awesome video game documentary called King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. You'll know that Billy Mitchell is the ass munch of that documentary. So I will talk about what has been going on with him since then. And lastly, this past week, episode 1000 of Action Comics for Superman, who is 80 years old, has not been released. So I will be talking briefly about Superman. Alright, so let's get started right off the bat. You have a project? Put Steven Spielberg on it, and I'll make a bajillion dollars. Sort of. <laughs> Ready Player One has done... Okay, it's not exactly killing it in the box office, but it's close to about a half a billion dollars worldwide. Um, I'm excited the fact that, you know, we're going to get Steven Spielberg to do a DCEU movie... But honestly, when I was just like, what What do you mean Blackhawk? I haven't heard of Blackhawk. And whatever memories I have of it is just kind of like this little symbol. It's like a, a yellow symbol with a hawk profile. Which I thought it was like maybe an early version of Hawkman. But no. It's not even close. <laughs> Basically, it's kind of like a, a World War a World War II uh, fighter squad or aero squad, um, and they're 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 a team, but they don't have powers from what I'm gathering, because I'm trying to read up on this and I'm like, huh, okay, so they're uh, huh, their battle cry is uh, Hawka ah ah. Hooker. Not hooker. Or look at those hookers. Hawka. Yeah. Look, it's not as bad as Cobra la 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 la. That's painful. If you watch the animated movies of G.I. Joe and the minions under Cobra Commander would chant. Cobra la 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 la. I don't see how this is any different from hor from ha ga 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 ga. Oh my god! Great Odin's beard. I don't understand why there is such an appeal for Blackhawk. Considering this is taking place in World War Two. It's not as if we're talking about, like, Captain America, in which it took place in World War II, and he fought Nazis, and then he went down, iced, came back into the present, and fought again. But he has powers. And not that you can't do an interesting story about heroes with no powers, but this is... <laughs> it's a Black Hawk. It's... Dude, you're killing me here. You know, give me a reason to care about DC right now. Because Marvel Comics, come on. As crappy as their stuff has been in the comics, at least I still read this. And I can appreciate 
older comics, but this is super old. And I don't see how this is even going to attract a new audience. Because every time we try to do something from the past, like pulp um, science fiction stuff, like John Carter or The Phantom, uh, oh god, it, it has an audience to a small, small degree. So I don't understand how you're going to put this into the context of you should see this why and then to boot I was looking at you know uh, what's his name the the guy who wants to write this and he's written before with Steven Spielberg but honestly a lot of the ones that he wrote I really didn't care for like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So it's not exactly, you know, make me feel like this is going to be a winner. So again, when I look at the history of this, Black Hawk was popular back then, you know, and it was basically, other than Superman, which I'll talk about that, uh, sold every other book. So that's fine and all, but unless you're going to have, I don't know, some kind of weird time travel thing, you know, take them out of time or something supernatural or whatever that may be, I don't understand Blackhawk. Now, having said that, now I'm going to have to do some research and read or find a comic to see if this is something that I could be wrong on. And if I am, I will be back to tell you I was wrong. But for right now, this is not something that I would say, yeah, DC is now going to make it better than what it was before, and it'll be better than MCU's movies overall. The DCEU is barely holding together and Black Hawk is something of a huh? moment and that's the way I see it huh? alright so let's move on as I talked about if you have not seen this documentary called King of Kong A Fistful of Quarters this is a documentary about Donkey Kong Basically, you had two rival Donkey Kong players, and one of them was an asmunch called Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell is the top player, the top scorer of Donkey Kong of all times, and he made it into the Guinness Book of World Record. But something happened. What was that? So basically, recently on February 2nd of this year, so he was accused of using something called a MAME or an emulator. Basically, it's kind of like not using the actual console, but making a copy of that so that you can play on a PC or other hardware that will allow you to play that game. So the problem lies is that because this was suspected, they figured that he might have modified 
the emulator to allow him to get a high score. So unfortunately, it came down from Twin Galaxies, who runs this organization, that basically, through their investigation, he was definitely found that he was guilty of this. So, of course, the Guinness Book of World Records was notified, and I'm sure he, his name will no longer be as the one who has the world's record for the highest points in Donkey Kong. So, the problem lies is that when I look at the documentary and see what has happened in the news recently, it kind of goes hand in hand, because Billy does not come off as likable in the least respect, even though his nearest competitor kind of looked up to him and was, you know, interested in meeting him, but he, he brushed him off. So, I'm not saying that this is karma, but I believe that what goes around comes around, and if it was meant to be, that is it's coming to bite him on the butt. Oh well, Billy. This is what happens when you try to be a hero by cheating. So, all right. So let's move on finally to our last topic, which is Superman. It's been a while since I've read a Superman comic book. I think the last Superman comic book that I was really, really into was The Death of Superman. That, to me, drew me back to love the Man of Steel, or the lack thereof, because you had almost a year without Superman. But the showdown between Doomsday and Superman coming down to blows literally was amazing. So... I haven't felt that way about Superman in a very long time. And unfortunately, since that time, I've read a couple of the books, but nothing that stands out. Nothing that I remember collecting. Because, honestly, I don't have the room. I don't have the time to box or to bag or put the cardboard in. So I'm like, I can only just do digital comics, which I am fine with that. But... Honestly, there are other great Superman stories like Kingdom Come or Red Sun or tons of other cool books that are just standalone icons that are just far superior. But the other thing to note is that Superman's trunks, the red trunks, are back. So for the longest time, I think for the past 10 years maybe, uh, his trunks were gone. They just basically was all blue. He still had the red boots and the cape, but no red trunks. And yes, for logistical sense, it kind of looks outdated. But honestly, looking at that cover of the 1000th issue, it's like, it's iconic. And granted, the TV or when you watch the older stuff, is kind of like almost kind of cringeworthy, but I have enjoyed the Man of Steel, who didn't have the red trunks. We have Bendis, who came over from Marvel, who is now part of DC. In this 1000 issue, has a new story, basically of an origin, a new origin of Superman. So here we go once more, <laughs> kind of doing another reboot. Or 
a reimagining. I don't know and I don't care. The thing is, after 80 years, you have to evolve, you have to change the character, or you minimize his powers. Whatever it is, you have to do something new, something different, to keep that character vital. And that's why I appreciate the Man of Steel the way it does, or even Batman versus Superman, because <laughs> Christopher Reeve, for many people, is their Superman, including yours truly. However, having said that, if you look at Man of Steel, the single goal in mind that Zack Snyder had, so however way you feel about him, was that his goal, I don't want there to be any distinction as if there was any other Superman movie. This movie stands alone as it is. For this generation, we have a darker, not necessarily cynical Superman, but he is definitely a lot more uh, willing to get into a fight. So at least that first movie, sure, there's a lot of stuff that's going wrong. A lot of collateral damage is going on. That's something that Superman would never have done or have allowed. But because this was his first foray to being Superman, you could argue this happened. He killed Zod. He has never killed anyone. But now, because he did, he is truly alone. So you can argue that is what makes him now the Superman for this generation. So if you want to go back to, well, why doesn't Batman use a gun? Well, you can point out that he had his parents killed by a gun, so he would never stoop to that level. But yet, you had the Dark Knight in which he does use guns, or Batman vs. Superman in which he's a much older Batman, or machine guns on the Batmobile. You know, you can do interesting takes on long-standing heroes. If this is not your favorite version, that's fine. There's plenty of other versions of it. George Reeves, back in the 50s. Not necessarily my favorite, but I can appreciate him. Sure, he will take bullets and have them bounce off him, but God forbid you throw a gun at him, he has to duck. Why? He's Superman, right? He shouldn't have to duck, but he has to. <laughs> you take it all with a grain of salt. And like with anything else, the character has to change. If you don't like this, there's plenty of other things to read. Especially about Superman. We got 80, 80 years worth of material. And I give credit to the producers for doing Krypton. Because you're filling in a, a backstory that may not have been needed, but it's interesting to see how this may come to play and telling another story. Or, you know, I think Kevin J. Anderson was telling a book about the last days of Krypton. You know, there's a lot that we can still play with this universe that is the world of Superman. And... There's a reason why he is still the most iconic character in the world. And when you pair him off with Wonder Woman and Batman, which forms the Holy Trinity, 
I'm sorry, Marvel does not have the equivalent as far as their heroes. I will give this, because of Stan Lee, able to create multiple characters from one man and working with many talented artists. Stan Lee is an amazing person and he has lots of good characters, but nothing has stood the test of time as Superman evolving. You know, he had the beginnings of he didn't fly, but he could leap tall buildings in a single bound. He became an 80s man with long hair. He was more sophisticated. So, the times dictate Superman. Not all Superman stories are great. You can say that about a lot of comic books. But at least you can say you know who Superman is. There's not a person alive I think anywhere in this world that does not know who Superman is, or at the very least, understand the symbol on his chest, which stands for Superman. Although, Man of Steel is symbol for hope. But hope starts with the letter H, not an S. But on his world, you get what I mean. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to end the podcast right here because we've come to the end, folks. Another sci-fi news week has come and gone. So, please email me. Send me your thoughts, your comments, anything to the Monster Sci-Fi Show at gmail.com. You can follow me in the various social networks. So again, thank you very much for listening to me and to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.